Hi, everybody. Welcome to It's in the Book. I'm your host, Kelly, and we're on episode 19. I am so grateful that you have chosen It's in the Book podcast um, as you've been seeking revelation, confirmation, and affirmation from the Word of God, because that is definitely what you will get here. I don't do motivation doctrine. I don't do prosperity doctrine. I come to you to give you the Word and what the Word says, uh, what the Word is, what the Lord is saying through His Word. And I also come to share my testimony, right? I believe that um, all of our lives are for others' lives, which means that my life is for your life. And, and that means everything I go through, you've either been through it and it, you know, my story will resonate with you, or you're about to go through it and the Lord wants you to be equipped. Um, and he wants you to know that you're, you're not the only one who, who's seen, seen that um, trial. So having said that, I'm going to go ahead and get right into this word, and then I will give you the title for today's episode. We'll get into prayer, and then we'll get into content. You ready? Let's do it. So as usual, I am reading from the New King James, and I'm reading from Ezekiel chapter 18, verses 21 and 22, and it reads as follows. But... If a wicked man turns from all his sins, which he has committed, keeps all my statutes and does what is lawful and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of the transgressions which he has committed shall be remembered against him because of the righteousness which he has done. He shall live. The title for today's episode is I brought a sword. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this platform. I thank you for every single person listening to my voice today, seeking revelation, confirmation, and affirmation from your word. God, I ask that you would bless them a hundredfold for their uh, for their, their diligence, God, for their faithfulness, God, in showing up. God, I, I also um, want to pray, God, that he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Lord, I bind up a spirit of offense right now in the name of Jesus. I, I speak, I cast down, I cast down scales, God. God, remove scales from blind eyes, God, and remove uh, deaf spirits from ears that won't hear your word, Lord. Lord, I call on you right now to touch the hearts and the minds of everybody listening, God, that this word would change them, that this word would, would set a fire in them, God, that this word, even if it isn't for them, that it'll remind them of somebody who could use it, God, and they'll pass the word on that all of us, all of us, all of us might be free. In Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Well, I have good news and I have bad news. Which one you want first? I'm going to give you good news first. Jesus is coming back, brother. Jesus is coming back. And we are eagerly, eagerly, eagerly. Well, I like eagles, but we are eagerly, eagerly <laughs> awaiting his return. Um, the bad news is we... I don't think the body of Christ is ready. I don't think we're ready. Um, we are, as a body, struggling with repentance, um, struggling to 
I think, understand how important it is in maintaining our sensitivity to the Holy Spirit, understanding how important it is as part of our relationship with Jesus Christ, understanding how important it is as a follower of the way um, in living, loving, and leading like Jesus. We have got to repent. And you know, there's a difference between confession, forgiveness, and repentance. When we confess, we open our mouths, we tell the truth about what we've done, you know, then we are forgiven by, by, by the Lord, by Christ's death and resurrection. We are forgiven. But repentance requires that we turn away from our wickedness. And that is what the Lord is saying here through the prophet Ezekiel. He's saying, but if a wicked man turns from all his sins, which he has committed and keeps all my statutes and does what is lawful and right. And, and he, continues, he, he continues on and says, he shall shortly live, he shall not die, which we also see repeated by Paul when he says the wages of sin is death. It's important for us in the body of Christ to make repentance a, um, a primary teaching. I think we have got to keep teaching repentance until Jesus returns. Um, I mean, shoot, maybe add it as part of our, <laughs> maybe add repentance as part of our service. Like we just all going to stand here and repent. Um, you know, and, and I'm joking because repentance is not just your words. Repentance is also your actions. Um, you have got, you know, we have got to stop doing what we're doing that displeases the Lord and, be prepared, be a bride prepared for the bridegroom when he returns. One of the things I think is hardest to turn away from has to be entertainment. Many of us in the body are bewitched and we are coming, we have come into agreement with high-level witches, warlocks, and sorcerers. And we don't want to let go of the things that entertain us because they satisfy our flesh, um, which is a form of idolatry because we are serving another God instead of choosing the true and living God, but that's a conversation for another time. Actually, I think we did already have that conversation and bring the high places down. I think we did. But when we pay money to go to concerts, when we pay money to buy, um, I don't think people buy albums anymore. Like we just pay for streaming subscriptions, but you know, when we buy merch or when we pay to go to movies and, you know, things like that, when we spend our money, we're actually making a contract. We're coming into agreement with whatever we're, um, whatever we're going to allow to entertain us, right? We're paying our money and we're saying, I'm going to give you my money. And by giving you my money, I agree to open my eye gate and my air gate to whatever hexes, vexes, incantations, and spells you decide to pour out on me. The Bible does not make room for us to do that. 
being a follower of the way does not make room for us to sit under the incantations, hexes, vexes, spells, hoodoo, and voodoo of a high-level witch, warlock, or sorcerer, and still, or, or how do I say this? Yes, and still be a follower of the way. I need to say that in a way that helps us understand that I'm not saying you're not a Christian. I'm not saying that we who listen to these things are not Christians. What I'm saying is that we who do these things are bewitched. We're being seduced. And seduction don't necessarily have to be sexual. Seduction just means you were lured in and manipulated. So we're being... We are being seduced. We are being um, put to sleep, really, honestly, by the things that we allow to entertain us. We allow these things to blind us. And then when other believers say, yeah, you shouldn't really be listening to that, or when somebody says, yeah, I don't listen to her music because she's a witch, then we kind of scoff. Um, but God is judging scoffers in this season. Um, and we, we, we tend to ignore it or we just dismiss it. Or sometimes we dismiss people as crazy. Um, but I, I assure you that these people are performing. You know, people don't have to say to you, I worship Satan for them to worship Satan in your face. They don't have to say it to you, right? They don't have to show you upside down crosses and, and, and you know, and uh, what is it? The pentagram. They don't have to show you these things. Sensitivity to the Holy Spirit will let you know whether or not you are in the presence of somebody who is operating in a realm of darkness. Sensitivity to the Holy Spirit will show you these things, right? Anyway, getting back to repentance, we don't want to repent of allowing these things to entertain us because these enter these things satisfy our flesh. So we don't want to let these things go. And what we'll do so that we don't have to let them go is we will try to convince ourselves that it's really nothing wrong with it. Oh yeah, I listen to the clean version. What? So you listen to the version that don't have no cussing. <laughs> us listening to the version of the music that doesn't have any swearing does not stop us from hearing the beat. It doesn't stop us from not just hearing the beat, but feeling the beat and moving along to the beat as if we're not under some kind of spell, just in that, as if we're not bewitched by that. Listen, I reached a point in my walk with Christ when I said, I can't trust any of it if it does not glorify Jesus Christ. I can't trust any of it. I cannot trust any of because I have, I don't even know what kind of hexes, vexes, hexes, vexes, spells, and incantations these people uh, chant over their product before they give it to me. They might not even be, listen, I don't even trust people who just say God, say Jesus Christ. 
That's how I want people to start greeting me. Hey, Jesus Christ is king. That's, that, that's how I know it's real. <laughs> I'm going too far for real. No, I'm not. Not in these last days. Not in these last days where there's an, when there's an antichrist spirit, a spirit of deception, when there's witchcraft in the church. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm not going too far. When you see me say, hey, Christ is king, I'm going to say, okay, I got you. I see who you're rocking with. Me too. Me too, bro. That's what I want to see. I, I want to hear you say that. I, I, honestly, we, we just don't, we don't have, we don't have, people are so deceived even in the body of Christ, even as we read our Bibles, that you almost have to ask people, and, and not even almost, you're going to have to ask. Let me tell y'all a story. So I feel like I might've told y'all the story, but I'm gonna tell you anyway, cause it's good. So my mother has a landscape and interior design business and she was at an expo. Um, and you know, my mom puts together these beautiful decorative trays. They're really beautiful. She gave me one for Christmas and it's in my study and it's absolutely gorgeous. Like my mom's very gifted. Um, you can visit uh, Divinely Designed on Instagram if you, I'll, I'll put her details in the description. But um, she's extremely gifted. So anyway, she was at an expo and she had been there for a few weeks from like between Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve, she was there. And she wasn't really making great sales. And I thought to myself, that's kind of odd because what she has, that stuff's gorgeous. It's well-priced. You know, she's not out here. My mom is very modest in her pricing. Um, you know, she's very modest. She's very fair. Even though I'd be telling her like, girl, you need to run these prices up and then make a profit. But she's like, no, you know, very, you know. So anyway, my mom texted us one morning. We we drove out to Michigan to visit. Um, and uh, for those of you who know me, I you know I preached that weekend at uh, the worship center in Mount Clemens, Michigan. So I, uh, she texted everybody in the family group chat. She said, "Hey, the news is here. They're going to be interview- interviewing everybody, giving you a couple minutes on camera to market your business to expose for you know for exposure." I'm like, "Okay, bet." So we we're watching the news. We're waiting for my mom to come on. My mom never comes on, but you know who does? There's this woman. I'm not going to call out her business because I'm believing she's going to come to Jesus. But this woman gets on TV. Um, She's at the expo. Her table is like right across. Her booth is right across from my mom's booth. And she says, yeah, you know, the the reporter is saying, hey, you know, tell us about your business. She said, well, yeah. She said, I have this body butter business. I was running it for 20 years. It really wasn't doing well. And then one day God told me to switch directions. And he told me to put a black opal at the bottom of every jar of body butter. And this is what she's saying on TV. She says, and so I did. And, you know, I put the black opal in there to make people feel enlightened and what else did she say? Grateful, to make people experience enlightenment, gratitude, and something else. I can't remember what it was. Anyway, immediately I perceived that was a witch. So I went into prayer and I started binding that. I said, Lord, if I'm wrong, if that's not a witch, I want you to bless her tremendously because I I was wrong and I per- did not perceive well. I said, but Lord, if that's a witch, bind her up. Don't let her make another penny and redirect that stream of, inc- of revenue to my mother. 
So we get dressed. We're headed to the expo. I text my mom, like, we're on the way. She doesn't respond. She responds maybe like 15, 20 minutes later. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I was swamped with customers. That's why she couldn't text me back. So I got there. That woman was walking around asking people, did you make any money today? Did you make any money today? Let me tell you how I don't play about witches. Okay. If I smell it, it's getting bound. So why did I say that? I said that because this was a woman on TV saying God, this is a witch on TV saying God told her to switch directions. Now, one of two things is possible. One, she was talking about a different God. Or two, she can't perceive the difference between the voice of the true and living God and the voice of Lucifer. It don't matter. It's witchcraft. So I bound it right? But I said all that to say that when we, when, when people are saying to you, you know, oh, oh, thank God or whatever. Lots of people say God. They're not always talking about your God. They're not always talking about Jesus Christ. So in this day and age, we have got to be clear about what God put other people serve. We need them to be clear. I need you to say Jesus to me. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is Lord. I want you to say that. That's what we need to be saying to each other. Greetings. Jesus is King. That's what, that's it. That's all you got to say to me. And we straight. I said, I, so back to my point. My point is that even in the body of Christ, we are bewitched. Even in the body of Christ, we are seeing people operate. And even in the body of Christ, we're doing yoga. Come on, that's a new age practice. There's no such thing as holy yoga. You cannot sanctify yoga because yoga is designed for, it's designed as worship. It is worship to those Hindu gods. So you cannot sanctify that. Yoga is witchcraft. That's it. So in the body of Christ, it's important that we have an understanding of what displeases God and how we can turn away from it or what displeases God so that we can turn away from it. I don't want to believe that there's anybody who does not want to turn away from wickedness. I believe in the body of Christ that people want to turn away, but they just don't have a revelation of what is wrong. So as we make repentance a regular part of our prayer time or just a regular part of our walk with Christ anyway. You don't even have to be in prayer to say, oh, I repent. Like, I'm not going to do that again. We're going to begin to see the benefit of that in our walk with the Lord by increased sensitivity to the Holy Spirit. It's also important to recognize that Repentance is going to be part of the change that you want to see in your own life. There are certain 
curses, sir, I, I won't say curses, even though I, I believe that curses are that some of us deal with curses, but there are certain cycles in our lives that we repeat because we won't repent and turn away. So I want to give this example because I see it happening a lot now. Women over a certain age desiring to be mothers, desiring to have children, desiring to be married, Um, or remarry, you know, and wondering like, why did these things not really work out for me? Why do these things seem to be falling apart for me? what's What's the deal? And I can't help but notice that some of us are in the body of Christ, you know, have, you know, or at least we say we have relationships with God and we're fornicating But still, as we're fornicating, praying and asking the Lord to send us a godly husband. We can't be asking for a godly man if we can't be godly women. So I don't mean to say that in a way that sounds like you're being ridiculous, but or like we're being ridiculous. I don't mean to say it that way. Um, I think the reason my tone came across the way it did is because to me, it is illogical to be asking a God, to be asked, not a God, the God, to be asking God who desires for us to be holy, to send us a godly husband or any husband when we're already spiritually married to or spiritually tied to a man we keep fornicating with. Two things are wrong with that. One, you can't ask for that man to be your husband because you already in sin with him. So if God answers your request to make that man your husband, your marriage going to be a mess because your husband is sinful and he can't control his flesh. Or... That man ain't going to ever be your husband or you looking for the Lord to send you somebody else as a husband, but you can't have you another husband because you already married to this one. It, it, It doesn't make any sense. Right. So. But I said that to say that when we are stuck in cycles like that, often it's because we're not repenting. I believe that if you are a woman looking for a spouse, if you're a woman looking for a husband, that the Lord will send you a husband when you stop fornicating. I believe that the Lord will send you a husband when you get your mind right. I believe the Lord will send you a husband when you stop cussing people out because you got anger issues. I believe that the Lord will send you a husband when you repent for everything you do that does not please the Lord, right? Like, God does not get, God is such a good father that he's not going to give us anything that we're not prepared to handle. He's not going to give us anything that we can't steward well. That's why some of us have never been millionaires because we're not good with money. Every time we get a little bit of money, we spend it right away. So we can't, because we abuse and don't steward well the money that we get, God is like, I can never make you a millionaire. You can never be wealthy because you don't know what to do with your money when you have it. 
You don't give to the poor. You don't give to the church. You don't help other people. So this is what the Lord is saying about, you know, so this is because God is a good father. He doesn't give us things that we can't steward well. And we cannot steward relationships or even getting away from relationships. We cannot steward well the thing that God wants to send us if we cannot even steward our flesh. We got to crucify our flesh and repent, turn away from wickedness, turn away from sin, stop living in sin, and then we will begin to see that God will increase us in the areas where we have need of increase for the next season. So as we begin to turn away from our sin, as we begin to repent, God says, ah, I see she stopped fornicating. I see she stopped lying. And and I'm not excluding men from this. I'm just saying she, because I'm a woman and I'm speaking about myself. I'm speaking from my own perspective. I see she stopped fornicating. I see she stopped lying. I see she stopped cussing people out. I see she stopped threatening to fight people. I see she stopped trying to put her hands on people. I see she stopped gossiping and calling people out their names, right? I see that she's done all that. She's now ready for a groom. Now that I've, now that, now that she's changed, now that she's repented, turned away from her sinful ways, I can send her the kingdom spouse I have for her. There's preparation for certain things. Like we don't eat chicken unless we wash it, right? Like y'all wash y'all chicken. You wash your rice. I wash my chicken and I wash my rice. Oh, now I'm hungry talking about chicken and rice. Um, I wash my chicken. After I wash my chicken real good, I season it. Then I bake it. Then it can be consumed. Right? So, Or I'll fry it. I don't really mess with fried chicken like that because it's just too greasy. You know what I'm saying? And I don't like putting chicken in the air fryer because then you got to be doing too much cleaning for the air fryer. So anyway, we eat a lot of baked chicken and grilled chicken in my house. But I washed my chicken. I got to clean it. It got to be purified. That chicken got to be clean. Then it got to be seasoned up real good. Then I can bake it. And when it comes out, my God, oh, make your eyes tear up because it's delicious. Right? You got to be purified like that chicken. You got to be washed over. Get all them impurities off you. Then once we're cleaned up, the Lord seasons us. What does he season us with? The Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. He gets rid of, we get rid of all that sin. We repent. We turn away from that life. Then we get seasoned up. We get the Holy Spirit. My God. Shout out to one of my mentees, Imani. Both of us had dreams that we were seasoning chicken. That's really strange. And now here I am just, that's the Holy Ghost, talking about seasoning chicken. Anyway, you know, get seasoned up. That's the Holy Spirit, right? Then you get into the oven. And then you get baked real good, nice and crispy, not too, you know, not, 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 not hard where the skin is crunchy, but crispy enough that 
you know, it's the, the chicken's still tender and juicy on the inside, but you got just a nice little crisp on the skin on the outside. Listen, baby, then you're perfect. You're a bride waiting for your bridegroom. It's just important to just turn away from, and y'all know how y'all feel about unwashed chicken. You know how you feel about that. You know that meat got to be washed. When we're out here living in sin without repenting, we're unwashed chicken. Don't nobody want to eat that. Nobody wants to eat that, sis, bro. Don't nobody want to eat that. That's nasty. Got to wash that chicken. And, and, and you have to have the Holy Spirit. I don't think anybody's ready to be married before they have the Holy Spirit. That's just, you know, a, a godly, a godly marriage, a godly marriage has the Holy Spirit. A godly spouse, I mean, a godly spouse has the Holy Spirit. I, I'm sorry. Listen, I told y'all in the title, I came to bring a sword. <laughs> Jesus said, do not think I came to bring peace on earth, but a sword, right? And what does the sword do? The sword doesn't just cut you to hurt you. That sword also cuts away the things that you don't, the things that do not please the Lord. That sword cuts away the things that you should not have, whether that be sin, the sin in your life, whether that be relationship, whether that be old careers or old seasons, old habits, whatever. That sword cuts those things away. And that's what the Lord wants to do for us today. He wants to cut those things out of our lives. He does. He wants us to be new creatures. You cannot come to Christ and be the same old, same old. I don't judge people's relationship with the Lord, but there is such a thing as righteous judgment. And I do often look upon people who call themselves Christians and be like, I, I, I'm sorry, but you cussing people out and you trying to fight, you getting kicked out of places, you, 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 it's not giving Christ. It's giving antichrist. That's what it's giving. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And there is such a thing as having an, an antichrist spirit when you are just completely against Christ and his teachings. And you don't have to be the antichrist to be anti-Christ. Repentance is essential in the relationship of uh, in the relationship between a believer and Christ, in the relationship between the way and the follower of the way. We have to repent. And because God is judging the church first, those of us who are in the body of Christ, which I believe if you're listening to this podcast, you're a believer already, we got to cut that out. We have got to stop. We got to cut out the sin that's in our lives. And for some of us, that sin is like scamming. For some of us, that sin is gossiping. For some of us, that sin is poor spending. People don't think about poor spending as being sinful. They think about poor spending as just being like, oh, I'm just wasteful. Oh, I got bad spending habits. Yeah, it's called poor stewardship. God gave you that money and you wasted it. 
I think we have to have an understanding of what sin really looks like. And so when you pray, I would challenge you to seek the Lord about a revel seek the Lord for a revelation of your sin. A couple years ago, there was this um musician. I'm just gonna say her name, Beyonce. Okay, now I don't have any um I know a lot of people say, you know, Beyonce is a witch or whatever like that. I don't know. The Lord didn't tell me that Beyonce was a witch. She could be. She could be. Witches are everywhere. They up in your face, dancing and playing and and seducing you and manipulating you and making you spend your money. So she could be. I don't know that to be true. true. Um, When the Lord tells me, I will tell you, but he hasn't said anything to me. But what he did do two years ago, maybe three years ago, she had an album come out and he was like, you don't want to listen to that. And I was like, I don't because I used to love her. He was like, no, you don't. So leave it. And I was like, okay. So then when her most recent album came out last year, I remember um, a former friend of mine asking me like, hey, did you hear the album? You know, or do you know this song or something like that? I can't remember. And I was like, oh, I have not listened to the album. And she looked at me like, what? Because I did use, you know, together, we were big fans of her music, but you know, the Lord just kind of took that away from me. And um, it, it, it's, it goes back to what I said about being able to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit when you repent and start turning away from certain things. Um, there were things I kind of turned away from before the Lord told me to stop listening to her music. And when that sensitivity increased, then I was able to hear him very clearly about this music. And so, um, so yeah, I, I don't listen to her music. And there's lots of people I don't listen to. I used to love Christian rap music. I don't listen to that anymore because the beat is very much like worldly rap music. And it just gets me caught up. And um, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Christian rap music, but I will say that that beat, it be the same beats. And if the beat is the thing seducing us, then I can't mess with it. And for me, the beat seduces me. So I used to really like Christian rap music. There's a lot of things that have changed in my life. And and very quickly, even over the past few months, it's just been, um, you know, God is accelerating some things in my life. And I'm grateful for that. And and um, and sometimes that means accelerating the the end to certain relationships. And I'm okay with that too. Um, you know, Jesus said he will never ask me to give up anything that he will not return to me 100 fold in this lifetime. So I'm okay with uh, anything he asked me to sacrifice, anything he asked me to give up. It's been okay. But um, repentance, like you might not even know what it is that you're doing in your life that displeases the Lord. And so I would just encourage you to just seek the Lord about it and ask him to give you a revelation. And even if you're not sensitive to the Holy Spirit, what will happen is he will, because you, because you have asked this thing of him, 
then he will give you a heavy conviction. He might even just start showing you things in your mind um, or bringing things to your mind. Like, I want you to get rid of this. I want you to turn away from this. I want you to turn away from this. Um, And even if you don't want to say, Lord, give me a revelation of my sin, you can pray, Lord, show me anything that is in my life that's separating me from you. And he'll do it because let me tell you, he wants to be so close. He wants y'all to be so close. He wants y'all to be so, so close. I was speaking to another one of my mentees, uh, Kennedy, and she was just, you know, we were just celebrating because she was saying like, she was, she was so close to the Holy Spirit, like everything that she did just came so naturally. Like she really didn't even have to make any decisions. She just knew what to do step by step by step. And that is what it's like walking with the Holy Spirit. You don't have to second guess decisions. You don't have to worry. You could have $3 in your bank account and get a bill for $600, have no idea how you're going to pay it and be walking with confidence that it's going to get paid because the Holy Spirit has already told you, chill, I got it. For some people, this sounds really ridiculous because we serve mammon, right? for For some of us, for some of you, you're hearing that and you're like, ain't no way, bro. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. I'm going to have $3 in my account. Somebody going to send me a bill for $600 and I'm not about to like worry or try to figure out a way to get that money. But I'm telling you that they're like God provides supernaturally. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen it in my own life. He has provided supernaturally. As long as I've done what he has asked me to do, everything that I have asked for, he's sent it. And I pray, Lord, I need you. When I ask him for things, I'm like, do this and more, do this and better or better, right? It's repentance is just such a powerful thing. And, and repentance is difficult, but I can tell you that you won't regret it because the closeness, there's nothing like living in the supernatural, There's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like being close to the, being so close to the Holy Spirit that He reveals to you secrets that He doesn't share with anybody else. That He, that He opens your eyes to things that He, that He doesn't show anybody else. It's a very beautiful experience. And it's worth more than it's worth more than um, uh, it's worth more than any of these. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's worth more than everything that satisfies your flesh. Literally, it's worth more than anything that satisfies your flesh. Everything that satisfies our flesh, it's worth more than that. And we want that closeness. And the way to get that closeness, that first step is repentance. Repentance. Jesus is soon to come. You're going to hear that from me a lot for two reasons. One, because it's true. Two, because I'm excited. I am excited for my Savior to come back and scoop me up. Okay, I'm trying to be flewed out to heaven. Y'all trying to be flewed out to heaven? 
you better repent. We get flued out as long as we repent. As long as we repent. So, I hope that that didn't feel like a rebuke. I was trying to do better today, y'all. I really was. I really was trying to do better and not be like, we going to hell. I was trying not to do that. So I hope I didn't, you know, y'all going to hell, y'all today. I I hope I didn't do that. I hope I didn't rebuke. I wasn't trying to rebuke. I was just, you know, I want to emphasize how important it is to repent. Now, again, Jesus was both a lamb and a lion. So please do not presume that because I'm saying things softly that I don't sense urgency. No, I want you to hear me by the spirit. There is an urgency to your repentance. If I wasn't serious about this a moment ago, there is an urgency to your repentance. Okay? Do not presume that within your salvation that you will not receive judgment. You are not saved from judgment because you are saved. You will still be judged. We are all going to be judged. It's just, what does that judgment look like? Is it going to be punishment or glory? But judgment is coming or judgment is here. We, you know, we've been in judgment for a minute now. It just hasn't hit your house yet if you're not experiencing it. So I'm saying this to you to say, listen, repent for the day of the Lord is at hand. He's coming. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. And I want you to be ready. I want me to be ready. I want my children to be ready. I want my husband to be ready. My parents and my siblings, my friends, my mentees, my goddaughters, my friends. I want everyone to be ready on that great day. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, once again, I thank you for this platform, God, and I thank you so, so much for listening ears. I thank you so, so much for hearts and minds that are are are, are here seeking you, God. I thank you so much for um, I thank you so much for the gift of repentance. You know, we we don't consider that repentance is a gift, but it really is because you're giving us the opportunity to be different. You're giving us the opportunity to turn away. You're giving us the opportunity to to reject those things that separate us from you so that we can get closer to you because you have a desire for closeness with us. So God, that is such an incredible gift. And we thank you. Thank you. Thank you for it, Lord. We love you tremendously. Again, God, I just thank you so much for every listening ear. God, I thank you so much for people who tune in each week. And I ask you, Father, if you would bless them, bless them, bless them with an abundance of the intangible, God. Would you give them love, God? Would you give them joy? And above all, would you give them peace? In Jesus' name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. All right, y'all. I got to go. You got to go. Um, this has been great. Okay. Next week, I don't know if we're going to talk about repentance again, but it's possible, you know, because the Lord is really dealing with the body of Christ right now. And he has been speaking to me a lot about some things that i I ain't gonna lie, y'all. What he said to me earlier today was like, Lord, are you, are you for real? 
Like, cause, cause to me, this sound a little bit like too, like fantasy, like little like sci-fi. You know? And he was like, "Well, yeah, it's science, but it ain't fiction, baby. It's coming." And I said, "Oh, all right then, Lord." Well, I'm ready. You know, I pray a hedge of protection around my home and I pray a hedge of protection around yours too. And I pray that um, as you have listened to this episode, that the Lord has given you a revelation of where you need to repent, what you need to turn away from, what it is in your life that may be separating you uh, from him. And if this does not apply to you, I pray that you would share it with somebody that you know needs to understand, needs an understanding of repentance and needs to uh, have a revelation of the urgency that God is calling us to repent and turn away from our wickedness. Um so yeah, 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 yeah. I, I love y'all. I cannot wait until next week's episode. We have a special episode next week. Um, I have a special guest, author uh, Chandrea Black, and her uh, she is an author of a book called God is Real, You Don't Even Have to Wonder. And it's an incredible story about how she and her amazing son, Corian, navigated life after his traumatic brain injury. And um, so I I hope y'all tune in for that. It's going to be an incredible episode. You can check the link in my IG bio. um, And I would encourage you to follow me on Instagram. It's at it's in the book podcast. But you can uh, click the link in my bio to get to my link tree where you'll find a link to her book. You can get autographed copies. You can get digital copies. I think it's on I think it's Kindle. Um, I think it's what Kindle uses. I don't know. Whenever I get digital books on Amazon, I always forget the name of what it is, of what their little uh, e-reader app is. I think it's Kindle. Anyway, you can get a digital copy of the book or you can get an autographed copy of the book by going directly to um, Chandra's website. But please tune in for next week's episode. You need to hear her testimony of faith. You need to hear it. You need to hear her testimony of faith and what God did through her faith for her son. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I think it'll bless you. I know it blessed me and I can't wait to share it with you. Anyway, we'll talk next week. All right. Love you. Bye.